Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I invite you to join me, Amber, your host on a journey of coming home to your confident self. I'm so fulfilled with helping you transform your life by exploring your true potential and embodying the highest expression of your unique energy. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to own the magic of your individuality, master your mind and energy, and manifest the life you once thought was impossible. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something you can unlearn. Unlearn the bullshit stories that play on repeat that stop you from living life on your terms and taking action with confidence. So if you love human design, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. I am sitting here in my office and I am frankly so excited to finally be sitting down and recording this intro for this podcast episode. So, To fill you in a little bit about what's been going on with me, I know that it's been a few weeks since I have published an episode, but the energy wasn't there for one, and if you have been a religious, not religious, uh, a devoted, (laughs) devoted listener, then you know I am all about... I'm all about embodying the notion that the energy in which you take the action is more important than the action that you take. And this episode, um, I have a guest coming on, so I'll introduce her after my uh, after my uh, catch up with you here. So this episode um, was originally recorded January thirty first, and that is the last time that I recorded. An episode, if I'm not mistaken. I've published episodes since then, but the recordings were all done before that. And I um, I had a lot of shit going on in my life. Uh, so this episode, like I said, it was recorded January 31st. And this was a past life regression hypnotherapy session that I did with a hypnotherapist named Jill Schrack. I'll, get, I'll talk about Jill in a few minutes here, but I want to give you some backstory about what my life was like at the time of this original recording with Jill and where it is now. So approximately six weeks later, at the time of this recording, it is March 16th, um, uh, at the time of my talking right now, I mean. (laughs) And so yeah, it's been about six weeks since um, Jill and I did this recording together and a lot has happened to me. It's so interesting how life happens and how when you simply surrender to the process and allow things to happen the way that they're supposed to, it's very interesting how the story unfolds. So On the day that Jill and I were recording this episode, my partner got sick with COVID. In fact, it took all of his strength 
not to interrupt our session. He knew that it was a hypnotherapy session and that it wasn't like a typical interview that I do on on the podcast. And so he knew that it wasn't, you know, he knew that he had to give me my space, but he was feeling really unwell. And I thank him so much for for being patient and sticking that out in in the two hours that Jill and I did this recording. He he was suffering, <laughs> he was suffering, and um, really needed me to be at his side and to offer him my love and care. And but he stuck it out, and and he got sick, and I got sick, and Noah got sick. So my whole house was sick with COVID, and that felt like a rock bottom for me because it wasn't just about getting sick with COVID. I mean, yeah, getting sick sucks. You feel unwell. And in this particular case, my symptoms were complete lack of energy, um, no appetite, you know, the other symptoms that I'm sure you're aware of with COVID. But it wasn't just COVID that hit me. It was like a total domino effect that really impacted my life. I felt I felt lost. I, I felt like I had lost my routine. I felt like I wasn't living purposefully. And this was all like not while I was sick. So I was sick for four days, five days, but it was the following weeks afterward. It was this whole experience about getting knocked on my ass and, and trying to find the courage, the energy, and the confidence to get back to myself. And it, it was it was so funny because in my session with Jill, I'm not going to share the details about the things that came up for me in that session yet. I'll let you explore that um, as we get into that part of the episode. But in the things that my unconscious unearthed for me in that session with Jill felt so relevant to what I was experiencing or about to experience in my life and how this was somewhat of a repeated pattern for me and I didn't even and I had no awareness of that and so I I felt like this rock bottom was a polarity that offered me so much clarity as you know I've been on a spiritual journey a confidence building journey you know embodying my energy stepping into the confident version of myself. I've been doing this for years and it felt like that rock, it felt like that rock bottom and it, but it also presented an opportunity to reinvent myself and that will make a little bit more sense once you get into the parts of my hypno session with Jill, but it felt like an opportunity for me to reinvent myself and like this episode was initially planned to be published on February 28th. But I didn't have the insights yet. I didn't have the breakthrough yet. And finally, last night, March 15th, finally last night, it hit me. It finally hit me. I was listening to uh, Eden Carpenter's new podcast called The Energetics of Everything. Side note, I 100% recommend that you listen to that. The link will be in the show notes to go and listen to her podcast because it's fucking mind-blowing and phenomenal. So highly recommend going to listen to it. Eden is one of my mentors. But anyway, she was talking about this idea of reinventing herself. And when I heard those words, they just resonated with me. They It gave me goosebumps. It made me tingle. And I was like, that, those words, I haven't voiced those words out loud, but that is what I have felt as my lived experience on the inside. 
And I was so grateful for her to put those words in my mouth because it felt like it, like granted her experience is totally different from like what's going on in my life. But just the fact that she used the words about reinventing herself, I was like, yes, that's what it feels like to me. And I wanted to come on here before I talk about this uh, hypno session with Jill because I wanted to talk about reinventing yourself and how this idea of reinventing myself, reinventing myself, it felt like a shift, an energetic shift inside of me after experiencing that rock bottom or that polarity of what I don't want in the sense like, so for me, it I like to have a happy balance of structure and flow in my life. And for what that looks like for me is waking up in the morning before everyone in the house does and getting that hour to myself and pouring self-love into myself by doing my Duolingo. I'm practicing German. If you didn't know, I speak fluent German. I want to do, um, you know, some sort of a self-love practice, so whether that be journaling, dancing, meditation, whatever it is that I feel called to in, to do in the morning, I want to do that. I want to have that time to myself. My morning looks different every morning, but the structure that is in place is that I get that time for myself, no matter what that is. And so that's my version of having a happy structure of, of or a happy balance of structure and flow. And I lost that when I had COVID, it completely knocked me on my ass. I felt like I was taking so many steps backwards and putting all this pressure on myself to to get back to where I was, but the energy simply wasn't there until finally, and I know this is going to sound fucking hippy-dippy and woo-woo, but I'm telling you, on the day of the portal, uh, February 22nd, 2022, I kid you not, I have felt the biggest energetic shift in me that I have ever felt in my entire life so much in fact that I felt it on a physical level it was literally like I went to sleep on February 21st and woke up on the morning of February 22nd a brand new person and that's so hard to to fully articulate it so that a person can understand especially if you've never really opened yourself up to having that kind of an experience before or just ignored or denied yourself the awareness of that opportunity or that experience, that might be a little bit challenging to understand. But nevertheless, that is my truth. That is what I experienced. And these past, what, three weeks, I guess, since that day of the portal, my life has done a complete 180. And it looks absolutely no different on paper but it is all internal and it's beginning to express itself in my external reality. And it's so funny because it feels, so if you also have been a devoted listener, then you also know since October, I have been in the process of creating Confident by Design. I just closed the second cohort enrollment for the program. So in total, I have seven women participating in the program and in fact, I should say eight because I do include myself in that number. I have been creating the content, but also doing the content in the process. I value I value integrity. Integrity, integrity is one of my top ten core values, and I value integrity. And I want to I want to 
make sure that I'm leading by example and that I'm using the information, the tools, the wisdom, everything that I am bringing and sharing inside of Confident by Design that I am claiming is life-changing. I am claiming that because I've experienced it for myself. And as a projector by human design, often we can... Um, internally evolve very quickly. However, it takes longer for our external external reality to catch up with us. And I feel like that is finally happening for me. I feel like all of these things I've been talking about, you know, man, the magic of manifestation, money, like, yes, like I fully intellectualized what all of that means. And yes, I've even experienced some major wins, like, you know, having five-figure months, for example you know, inconsistently, but it has happened for me, I feel like that is all now becoming the the new true version of my reality. I feel like that is becoming my new truth. And all of these things are starting to catch up with me. So some examples of like what is happening for me is yes, more money. More money is coming in and it seems to be happening more effortlessly. Um, I've been prioritizing good food, like quality, nourishing food, and I absolutely give credit to that being me pouring that love into myself every morning because when I give myself that hour in the morning, it builds the momentum for me for the rest of the day to continue to give love to myself, which inevitably benefits everyone around me, especially my family, right? Because when I make good food for myself, I'm not just making it for me, I'm making it for my family, right? So I've been prioritizing good food, which means that my energy levels have been higher. I've been taking care of my skin and my teeth. I know that sounds like, okay, you weren't doing that before. I mean, (laughs) I was, but not to the caliber or with the intention that I have been now. It's so funny because a person tends to like brush their teeth on autopilot, right? Like, oh, we just go and brush our teeth and, you know, we're doing it for two minutes, but we're probably daydreaming while we're doing it, not really paying much attention. But instead, I've been really focusing on like um, brushing each tooth. I have an electric toothbrush and so I'll sit and hover over each tooth for four seconds front and back and make sure that I'm doing a really good job of brushing my teeth and so that's like elevated my oral health as well as caring for my skin. I used to only wash my skin um, or my face I should say. I've been only washing the skin on my face you know once a day and I was having these issues with like really oily skin Ugh, and it was so annoying and I use really good products too by the way but I wasn't first of all I was only washing my face once a day. I was wearing makeup to bed and I wasn't thoroughly cleaning my face. I was like you know putting the water on, putting the cleanser on, but I wasn't really getting in there and massaging my face. I was doing it sort of half-heartedly and therefore not getting a deep clean on my face. And I feel so so much better at myself when my hygiene is up to par, when I'm taking that good care of myself, right? So it's these small little details that that really build the bigger picture, right? So I've been taking care of my skin, my teeth. I've been getting up with my alarm. And when I say that, I mean 15 minutes after my alarm goes off. I give myself and I honor that I need that 15 minutes after my alarm goes off to kind of just 
lay there in bed and maybe I'm visualizing what my day is going to look like. I'm smelling the coffee that's brewing downstairs because I've made sure that the night before that I set the coffee pot, that's also a huge part of supporting myself um, in my morning routine is having a really strong night routine to set myself up for a successful day the next morning. Um, I've been getting dressed every morning and I want to be clear, I do not do not condemn sweatpants. However, for me, I have an undefined G-center and that means that my clothes help to provide me with a sense of identity. And when I put on sweatpants, that means that I'm telling myself that today is a day of relaxation. I'm embodying the version of myself. I'm providing I'm providing myself with the identity of someone who relaxes. And that's great when I'm menstruating or when I do need that day of relaxation. But when I am looking to wake up the next morning and have that 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 strong momentum to have that day of productivity and creativity, sweatpants don't equal that for me. And maybe they do for you or or whomever, but for me personally, put waking up and putting sweatpants on or like putting pajamas on because I sleep naked. So putting pajamas on in the morning, like that doesn't support me throughout the day. So I'm now intentional with that by picking out my outfit the day before and considering like, who do I want to be the next morning? And I'm actually going to create a whole separate episode on that um you know the defined g-center versus the undefined g-center and using clothes in like with your identity i'm gonna do a different episode on it so i'm gonna leave it at that for now but that has been so supportive of me is picking out my clothes every night so that i can get dressed first thing in the morning and i'm already stepping into that confident version of myself and allowing those clothes to provide me with that sense of a successful and confident identity and I've been better monitoring my finances. This is something that I've, you know, been intentional with for a really long time. You know, I've talked about having dates with money um, on the podcast before. But when we had COVID, that meant that my partner couldn't work for 10 days. That meant that I didn't have energy to devote to fulfilling my purpose um, for 10 days and or, you know, five to 10 days. And I felt very lost. And we that affected us financially. I, in that moment or in that phase of my life when I had COVID, I stopped looking at my finances. I feared my finances because I knew that there was less money coming in and I had a fear about what the bank account said. And so I was feeling, I was feeling disconnected from money. And since then I've come back and in the last 12 days at the time of this part of this recording, I've been doing a money manifestation challenge and I have a goal of somewhere between eight to $10,000. I'm a non-specific manifester and uh, we are already halfway there and we're halfway and I'm halfway through the challenge. So that's lining up really beautifully. And I've been monitoring my fan finances more and, and being more intentional with focusing my energy on the money that's coming in and expressing gratitude towards the money that's going out because it is all fulfilling a purpose for me. I've been more present with Noah and more present in my business. So allowing myself to focus on one thing at a time and being more better with managing my time and working around my partner's um, inconsistent schedule because he doesn't have a regular job. He is self-employed and he, you know, works more or less in the evenings and afternoons and, you know, just just figuring life out as we are trying to accommodate each other's schedules. I've been able to be more present and not 
so concerned about, oh, when am I going to get this work done? When am I going to get this work done? When am I going to get to my podcast, right? You know, I've been wanting to come to this podcast and, you know, fearing like, oh, I haven't put on an episode. I haven't put on an episode, but oh, yo, I just got to, <laughs> I just got to surrender and let my message come out the way that it is supposed to. And for the record, I don't have any notes right now. I mean, I do. I've got like a, a small, I'm reading from my journal entry actually. So normally I would like nicely type out, you know, the notes that I want to cover or the, the key points that I want to cover in my podcast, but I'm actually reading from my journal right now. So sorry to my podcast manager because <laughs> normally she'd get some really nice notes that she can then use as an outline and reference when she does her half of the project. And I'm, I'm looking at a journal entry right now and I'm just reading out all of the all of the stuff that's been going on for me. But anyway, and I feel so in flow right now. This feels so good. So you can tell that this episode has is meant to come out of me right now. So last few things here is that I've been better regulating my nervous system. I had two significant emotional events happen to me, both of which I'll talk on separate episodes, but just know that I had two high anxiety ridden experiences happen to me over the past six weeks. And I do not suffer or struggle with anxiety how some people do on in their everyday regular life. Like that's just never been something that um, has, has affected me, fortunately. But obviously I am a human being and I do experience anxiety-ridden situations. And I have been, I am so proud of myself in my ability to have awareness that like, whoa, okay, I'm fucking sweating right now, my heart is elevated, and I'm going into panic mode right now. Okay, Amber, it's okay that you're experiencing this anxiety, you're a human being, it's okay that you're having anxiety, use your tools. What are your tools that you can use to alleviate this anxiety? So I've been using, I gotta tell you, therapeutic tremoring, or rage dancing, or shaking, whatever you want to call it, that has been my absolute favorite tool. I have others like emotional freedom technique and hypnosis, breathwork, etc. I've got all these great tools, but I got to tell you, rage dancing is my absolute favorite. And I think that that is because I have the channel of recognition. That's the only channel that I have defined in my human design chart. And that is channel 4130. And that connects my root center to my emotional solar plexus. The gate 41 is in my conscious earth. That means in order to ground myself, I need to move emotional energy. And so when I do that rage dancing or shaking, I'm literally moving emotional energy and that is how I ground myself. And so this is something, you know, when I had that awareness, that clicked for me, like that is why rage dancing is so effective for me. And now I can be more intentional about it. And it's that, and it has elevated its potency for me. So I've been regulating my nervous system better, accepting my fears and moving through my fears and choosing to embody abundance and happiness and fulfillment despite my fears. And lastly, I've been manifesting money left, right, and center. So that's the last note that I have here, but I feel like I've already kind of talked about it. But anyways, that is what has been going on for me. And I feel like this really started from that day or like the rock bottom started when I had this session with Jill and this session with Jill gave me some hope and it offered me some something to look back on and to reflect and consider this is what my subconscious was telling me look how it is now manifesting in my reality it's so fascinating so I am so grateful for this experience that I got to have with Jill 
and I'm really excited to introduce you to her. So let's talk a little bit about Jill. So Jill is the owner of Mesmerize Hypnosis in Omaha, Nebraska. Jill is a guide to your mind and Jill is a projector as well. So I did, I I talked to her about her human design after our session and offered her a few insights and she hadn't really heard of human design uh, before our conversation. And when I told her that she was a projector and that she's designed to be a guide and she also has a five in her profile, uh, which means that she is constantly that energetic mirror that karmic mirror to other people and also a hero of circumstance and this just fucking aligns with what she is doing so beautifully she really is that guide to your mind so anyways (laughs) so jill is a guide to your mind she is a certified hypnotherapist and past life regressionist through the international association of counselors and therapists and you can follow her through deep trance led by a positive loving intention to connect with your guides angels ancestors galactic helpers and your highest self which i really believe that happened for me to receive guidance in any area of your life where you are searching for answers It's through this connection that you can begin to foster a relationship with your spirit and your spirit team and your own intuition to assist you for the rest of your eternal life. And the other thing, Jill also has the gate of shock in her chart activated. And as I'm reading this here, there's also this sense of being like a spirit warrior with that with that gate and just in this bio that i'm reading to you like you know connecting with your spirit team fostering a relationship with your spirit team like damn this chick is living in alignment with her design and she had no idea (laughs) so anyways okay I am so excited to get into this episode. So Jill and I recorded for about two hours. Now for the sake of editing purposes and for the sake of, I don't want this to be a two and a half hour podcast episode, there is a lot edited out because there was a lot of like quiet or long pauses where Jill allowed me to just explore things. So for the sake of making this an enjoyable and uh, yeah, an enjoyable episode to listen to, know that there's been a lot of editing done to this to um, accommodate for time. And so um, yeah, (laughs) anyway, let us um, let us get into that because I this has been such an anticipated episode and I'm really excited to get into it. So without Further ado, please welcome Jill Schrack to the Confidently You podcast. All right. Hello, Jill. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I am super excited about our time together today. I've really been looking forward to it. And I'd really love to introduce you and um, ask you what makes you feel most confident. Okay. The thing that makes me feel most confident is dancing. I love to dance and I love to move. Movement is my medicine. And especially when I'm not feeling it, just like, do you do yoga at all or do any type of stretching or anything like that? I do movement uh, and a little bit of yoga here and there. Yeah. So it's like the most, you know, when you're not feeling it and when it's like dead of winter, you're in Canada, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm in Nebraska in uh, the Midwest. So like right now it's dead of winter. And whenever it's dead of winter, like movement is just like, no, you don't want to do anything. And last night I just got every single blanket around me just in my bed and just was doing all these like ooey gooey stretchings. I'm just recovering from COVID. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to 
do something that makes me feel good. And like that mm. just makes me feel the best. Mm, I love that. So really getting into your body, yeah. feeling out the movements, releasing some pent up excess energy that has built uh, up in you. Yeah, love that. It's really mm. a pleasure practice, just feeling good in your body. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. And I'm I'm really excited about what we're doing today, a past life regression. I've never done anything like this before, um, but I'm super into it. I, um, I have had um, an episode on the podcast with a guest host talking about like generational trauma and, and stuff like that. So I feel like it's loosely related to that, at least um, through through my lens. And so I was wondering if you could tell us about like, what it is that we're about to do, like, what is past life regression? What are the benefits of like doing work like, like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the benefits of past life regression, um, one, it's just fun. It's really, really fun to explore. And um, it's also a therapy tool. And if therapy can be fun, then hell yeah, let's make it exciting and adventurous and like something that we want to do that's new. Um, So like exploring these different layers of our consciousness is cool. Like Mm -hmm. being able to like work this, it's like like working this muscle, working this mechanism of our bodies that we don't necessarily do every day because it's off the beaten path. It's kind of weird, but like going into this point in our in our bodies and in our minds and in our consciousness, where we can look at different timelines, different dimensions, where we allow ourselves to believe in the possibility of accessing these different levels of our consciousness, that in and of itself is kind of mind blowing because a lot of people are like, no, that's not real. That's made up. That's bullshit, whatever it is. And it's like, Mm, is it though? Is it like, why don't we just go explore? And why don't we have this pretty profound experience and, and see kind of how it rattles us and how it shakes us? I think like, what happens when you allow yourself to just forego what you believe to be true, and just enter the experience for the sake of having the experience? Exactly. Yeah, without like, having any sort of attachment to like, oh, I am going to have this really profound experience or like, oh, this is not going to be a thing. I'm just going to sit through this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's a different way of accessing your subconscious. It's a different way of kind of seeing yourself kind of like, um, you know, like watching a movie when you see, if you can see yourself from afar, I think you can kind of get a different perspective of what you're going through. Like whatever you experience in a past life regression is always, always, always going to relate back to whatever it is that you are struggling with stuck today. It's always going to give you guidance on your timeline today because you hold a certain resonance, you hold a certain energetic resonance. So whatever you see and experience is going to match that. And it's going to guide and help you. Mm, I'm really excited now that I've heard that aspect about it. So how did you, how did you get into this? What's your story behind discovering what you do? Um, I got into, so I got into past life regression through hypnosis because I do hypnotherapy. 
I got into hypnotherapy because um, my life is a mess and I just needed some mental health tools for myself and some tools to fix my own life. And then I just really felt called to do it with other people, help it just like helped me so radically process my emotions, deal with my trauma, see myself that I really felt called to work with other people. And then past life regression kind of adds a really cool spiritual element to it because I'm a very, very spiritual person. Uh, spirituality resonates with me a lot. And so kind of everything I do is just kind of in that vein. And past life regression is really cool because you get to connect with guides. A lot of my clients connect with loved ones that have passed on. Um, you're really working with spirit. You're working with the unknown. Mm. Uh, cue frozen twos into the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's frozen like, two! I have not seen that. <laughs> I just found out there's going to be a frozen three, and I'm oh, like, wow. yes. <laughs> I didn't watch Frozen until I was a mom. <laughs> now I watch it all the time and I actually really enjoy it. And but, funny enough, in Frozen 2, they, the theme in it is that water holds memory and they like go back in time. And yeah, that's very Venusian. Water is like a technology. Water is memory. Yeah. Water is emotion. Water is the moon. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's so juicy. Ah, okay. Well, shall we, shall we get started? I'm really looking forward to relaxing. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's do it. I'm even going to take off my glasses. All right. Woohoo. Okay. Now I'd like for you to begin to imagine a memory from your current life, a childhood memory a happy childhood memory in or around water. A memory from this life, a happy childhood memory in or around water. When I count from three to one, you'll be there and I'll ask you questions and you can easily and effortlessly answer. Three, two, one, be there now allowing yourself to land in the scene and relax as this scene comes into focus around you. Looking down at your feet, what do you see? I'm on the pelican slide at a paddling pool and my feet are on, they're ahead of me on the slide. Good, how old are you? Five. Five. How do you feel right now? A little bit nervous because I haven't gone down the slide before. Mm. Is anyone with you? My mom. Your mom. Good. Allow the scene to play out and describe to me what happens. I hesitate at the top of the slide, but I know that I can do it. And my mom is waiting for me at the bottom. And I go down the slide quickly because it's slippery from water from previous kids going down. 
and I go down the slide and I'm, I land in the water and I'm pleasantly surprised at how fun and safe I felt going down the slide. And mm. my mom was there to catch me. Good. How does the water feel? Cold. Is the sun out? Yes. Mm. Is it warm? <clears throat> yes. Allowing yourself to be completely immersed in this scene, soaking up any impressions that you can, anything that you can hear, see, feel, smell, taste. Now, this scene will dissipate before you as you lift up lighter and lighter. We're going to go back now even farther, back even further, to that special time in the womb. Three, two, one, be there now. As you relax and the scene comes into focus around you, what do you notice? Cloudiness. Cloudiness. What else do you notice? Warmth. How do you feel? Lost like a wanderlust. Huh, like a wanderlust. Tuning in to your mother. Can you feel her heartbeat? Yes. How does your mother feel right now? Scared. Scared. Tuning in to this little developing body, this little soul. Why did you choose to come in at this time and place this body and this family? Because they needed me. What did they need? My energy. What does your energy do for them? It helps them heal and take some of the fear away. As this scene dissipates around you, we're going back even farther. Let the light of the heart carry you to a time before the womb, to the place before your conception, to the in-between space. Three, two, one. Be there now. Back, back before your conception, to the void, the in-between. What do you notice? It feels light. Like both a weightlessness, but also a brightness. Good. How do you feel? Excited. Is there anything around you that you can describe? There's illuminated shapes of flowers. Good. Now, as you float along in this peaceful void of the in-between, experiencing everything and nothing all at the same time, as you float along in complete timelessness and spacelessness, you notice that there's a light in the distance, curious, this light pulls to you. 
it gestures for you. So you follow with curious and adventurous. You go closer and closer to this light and you follow it. And it takes you to a building. Now, this building was created and tailored to your liking. Exactly the architecture that pleases you. Everything about this building is exhilarating. It feels like home. It feels like you. It feels so familiar. Walking into this building, this guide takes you to an elevator. And this elevator has a button for every room in this building. Some have numbers, some have symbols, some are colors, some are sounds. As you step into this elevator, asking yourself the question, what does my soul need to know? And then push a button and then you're off. You feel the push, the pull, and then you're there. The door opens and step out. As you relax, the scene comes into focus. Trusting your first impression, looking down at your feet, what do you notice? I'm on the roof and the ground beneath me is tiny little pebbles. And what are you doing on the roof? I'm looking at my surroundings. I'm spinning in circles and circles and circles and circles. How old are you? 22. 22. What's your name? Esmeralda. Esmeralda. How do you feel, Esmeralda? I feel chaotic. Chaotic. And very uneasy from all of this spinning. It, I'm spinning and wobbling. Are you alone? Are you with people? The guide is there. Where are you in the world? New York City. Let the scene play out. What happens? What's happening now? Birds are flying by. Mm, birds. And there's a little bit of wind, a gentle wind that's moving some trees. The spinning has stopped now, and I'm now appreciating the gentle wind on the hot day on this rooftop. I hear horns honking from the traffic below. Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of greenery on this rooftop, but mostly a giant air conditioning unit what's the year can you get a sense of the time period it's 1984 1984 esmeralda in new york city what are you doing now esmeralda i'm admiring the brick chimney that comes out of the roof mm. and touching the roughness 
of the texture on my fingers. Let's move forward to the next very important scene in Esmeralda's life. Three, two, one. Be there now, landing in this scene, trusting your first impression. What do you notice? I'm in what appears to be Central Park. Hmm. There's a pond with trees and white ducks with yellow bills that are swimming around in the water. And what are you doing on this day? Are you alone? Are you with anyone? I'm alone. I'm sitting down and leaning my back against the tree and admiring the ducks. Oh, I'm feeding the ducks. Hmm. I'm tearing bread and throwing it at the ducks. How do you feel, Esmeralda? Lonely. That's how I know nobody's with me. Hmm. Why are you so lonely? Do you have anyone in your life? I have no one. Why? My family died. How did your family die? There was a fire. Who died in the fire? I had a brother and my mom and, and grandmother. Were you not there? No, there was the firemen didn't get to the fire in time. Oh. Did this happen when you were young? Yes. Hmm. And you're grieving their deaths? Yes. I yearn for them. Hmm. Tell us more about Esmeralda. Does she have any romantic partners? No. Why not? Esmeralda doesn't feel safe connecting with people. Why? because of the loss that she felt. Mm -hmm. Esmeralda keeps to herself. She's quiet and she loves nature. She feels displaced in New York, mm. but that is her home. Ah. That's where she grew up? Yeah. So what does she do in the city for work? She has a food stand. What kind of food? <laughs> Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Does she like working there? She appreciates the transient relationships that she encounters every day. Uh, but she doesn't feel fulfilled. Mm. What would make Esmeralda feel fulfilled? deeper connection. Oh. Is this her greatest desire? Yes. Hmm. Good. Let's follow Esmeralda to the most important, significant scene in her life. Three, two, one. Be there now. Landing in the scene as you trust your first impression. What do you observe? It's nighttime. Mm -hmm. Esmeralda is lying on the beach on a blanket mm -hmm. and looking at the stars 
and she's barefoot, facing the ocean, hearing the waves coming toward her as they ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And she's holding hands with a man who is laying beside her. Hmm. Who is this man? Someone she loves, but still feels a small part of her is disconnected from him. You feel she's holding back. Yes, but it's it's not personal. It's it's not anything this man has done. It's something inside of her. What is that thing inside of him? Fear. Fear. Can you feel it in your body? Yes. Where do you feel it? In my heart space. In your heart space. And I feel a little bit cold suddenly. And a very slight trembling in my torso and my arms. Hmm. Observing this feeling and observing Esmeralda, just letting it be, knowing that you are here, you are her, you are with her, experiencing this as she does, allowing this scene to play out, describe to us what unfolds. Esmeralda lets go of her interlocking hand connection with this man and instead holds both of his hands inside of both of hers and she turns to him and tries to voice this fear Mm. and the man is receptive and compassionate and understanding Mm. How does that make Esmeralda feel? She feels an increase of love and a deeper sense of connection. Does this ease her fear a little bit? Yes. Any last impressions from the scene? The moon is full. The moon is full. And from the light, I can see beautiful outlines. Nothing clear, but I see outlines of figures and there's a little crab walking on the sand. Mm. And the smell of ocean. Allowing the scene to dissipate before you as we move forward to the next very significant scene in Esmeralda's life. Three, two, one. Be there now. Landing in this scene. What are you experiencing? I'm on the street back in, feels like Chicago. I'm on the sidewalk looking at the street and I see a a streetcar or 
the German word is coming to me. It's U-Bahn. And I don't know what the English word is. Mm. But I see it. And I'm simply standing here and observing all of the movement that is going on around me. I, I don't have a particular destination or anything. I'm just standing here and watching. Are you alone? Are you with anyone? I'm alone. But I see lots of people. Hmm. How do you feel? I feel like observing and people watching. Then allow yourself the pleasure of observing and people watching as Esmeralda enjoying this seen by herself in a crowd. And take your time and just report back on anything you notice or anything you'd like to note. I see a little boy bouncing a basketball, dribbling a basketball. And he's got beautiful chocolate skin and black curly hair. Mm. And his shoelaces are untied. <laughs> and his socks are mismatched. But he's having so much fun just dribbling this basketball. And there's a elderly woman who's watching over him. Hmm. It, it feels like she's watching over him, even though she's not, she doesn't appear to be related to him because she has white skin and she's very old and she's wearing purple. She has a purple headscarf on that's covering her hair and, and she's got a basket with her and she's got a really big nose mm -hmm. and glasses and caterpillar eyebrows and there's kids playing jump rope and hopscotch and I hear the sound of the train going by or the streetcar. Oh, and an airplane goes over our head. Mm. I can't stop looking at this little boy. Mm. Who is this little boy? Is he familiar to you? He doesn't look familiar to me, but there's a familiarity to his energy. I can really feel his innocence and his joy through playing with this basketball and I feel that's why I'm drawn to him. The little boy is walking away now. Mm. He's, he's, he's dribbling the ball in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Now all the people are leaving. What are you doing? I'm standing there feeling confused. Why are all of these people walking in the opposite direction of me? I'm quivering in my stance. Oh. 
but feel but feel very concrete in my stance. Hmm. So what are you doing? Are you staying in the same place? I, yes, I don't understand what everybody fears. I was watching and there was nothing that felt fearful to me, but everybody else seems to feel fear. But mm. I want to stand right where I am. Allow yourself to do exactly what you feel you need to do and let this scene play out. Let it reveal to you what is happening. It sounds ridiculous, but I've I've just transformed into a magic beanstalk. Ah. And I'm very rooted in the concrete somehow. And I'm growing and growing and growing and reaching up to the sky, to the clouds. I'm a mix of a greeny purple color. How do you feel? Proud. Proud. Determined. Determined. And it feels like I was patient for a really long time and my patience finally paid off. Ah. Um. Like I was, like I was waiting in my stance for the right time to have this growth spurt. Uh huh. But I needed to tap into joy. The little boy. Yeah. I feel tremendous gratitude for that little boy. Send him all of that gratitude from your heart to his. How do you feel now? Somewhere in between overwhelmed and relieved. Mm. Like I'm transitioning from overwhelm into relief. Mm. As the beanstalk still? Yes. Good. What are you experiencing now? People are looking at me. They're confused, but also they feel admiration. Some are also thinking, how does she have the audacity to root herself here in grow right on the sidewalk mm. but others are curious and feel drawn to climb with me they want to climb up my beanstalk mm. and be up in the clouds do you let them? Yes. I invite them. Hmm. Now how does that feel? Purposeful. I feel like that people watching that I was doing, I was sensing if this was the right place 
for me to root down the neighborhood I I'm in is faced with a lot of adversity hmm. and these people needed a miracle like a beanstalk growing out of the sidewalk mm -hmm. and what about the ones who are critical of your nature they're trying to cut me down mm. what can you say to them i am protected when you harm me you are only harming yourself i feel like i'm speaking to the law of oneness how do the people feel now less intimidated by me and more curious more harmony yes we are balancing each other they realize that i give them oxygen and they give me carbon dioxide they've been looking for this oxygen source and they initially feared it which is why they tried to cut me down but they also realize that i'm here to help Okay. Any last impressions from the scene? Anything that needs to be known to you? With the more people that that climb on me, the more leaves and vines that I grow to offer more more rungs for them to climb on. Mm. Feel like I'm in a constant state of expansion. Mm. And how does that feel? Liberating. Mm. Describe it in your body. It feels like the electromagnetic resonance of my, of my heart is growing. Mm. Like it reaches further. Mm. I feel warmth in my hands like I could extend a warm welcoming hand to someone ah. I feel peace and unity mm. and service mm. and I'm happy to grow and expand my branches or vines if that means that more people can benefit from my view and receive my oxygen and you can feel yourself growing and expanding yes what will that take for you to grow and expand more and more love love and joy yes like from the little boy and how can you get more love and joy? By noticing all of the people that come into my life mm. and having that intimate exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide and to be present with every person that I'm with. Moving forward in Esmeralda's life,
to the scene of her death. Three, two, one. Be there now to the day of Esmeralda's death. What events led to your death? Weather. Weather. It feels like like a hurricane or some sort of a tsunami, like a big wave. Hmm. Something something cataclysmic that finally broke me down. Hmm. Are you alone when you die? Are you with anyone? No, I'm with I'm with lots of people. Hmm. I die with these people. Ah. How does this feel? Describe to me the experience of this transition. I don't fear it. Uh-huh. I'm holding hands with these people I've made connections. Mm-hmm. And I feel at peace with how my life has turned out the way it did. And I'm ready for the next step. Good. Now allowing yourself to move through this transition of death. What is happening to you on the other side of this? Feel this vacuuming type power. Like I'm being pulled, pulled into my my next incarnation. Um. Like I'm already embracing my next purpose. Huh. Is there a stop that we can make along the way? The pull feels very strong. Hmm. Well, where are you going? I'm back in a womb. A womb? Whose womb? Canelan's. Kenelyn. She is my birth mother. Ah, in your current life? Yes. What do you feel right now? I feel a little bit displaced. Hmm. Why is that? Because I know that this is the womb I had to choose to come into my family. But I can't stay here. She's a surrogate. And you know that from the womb? Yes, I did this on purpose. Mm. And what is the purpose? She's the only one who could have supported me in this space to bring me to life in order to end up in this family. So how are you feeling now? Determined. Determined. Now, can you see yourself in this womb space, determined and ready to go into the next life and separate yourself? Put a pause on this moment. As you lift up, you feel your soul as a light lifting up meeting the light from before in the void. 
feeling a reconnection with that glowing, brilliant light. Knowing that it is more than possible for you to be in two places at once, but taking a moment to be with this light and be with this guide and asking this guide to take you to a place of rest and rejuvenation. This can be like showers of colored healing light that wash over you or whatever you need to help you cleanse yourself from any residual heaviness you may have experienced in your life just lived as Esmeralda. Feel yourself being cleansed from those experiences with this beautiful healing light washing over you and taking your time and letting me know when this feels complete. I feel clear. Good. Now this guide is here to offer you reflection and help you to understand this life just lived as Esmeralda. What was the reason or purpose of that life? To teach me about the power of love. And how did you grow in that time and place? I learned that you can have love and intimacy with anyone. Mm. I learned that we are all one and that we are all here to help each other. Was there anything left incomplete? Esmeralda never found that traditional soulmate. Hmm. What made you the happiest in this life as Esmeralda? My service and intimacy with others. Hmm. What special talents or abilities did you possess? Mm, an ability to love unconditionally. And this is something that you're bringing forward in your current life? Yes. Good. What can you release from that life that might be holding you back? The guilt that I feel for my family, sur that I survived the fire and my family perished. Um, asking your guides around you to touch you now in places that will give you healing and relief and understanding that you need to remind you that help is always available, strengthening this channel with your guides. If there's anything you need to know from that life or about yourself that will help you today, allow those messages to come through. Love unconditionally. Enter experiences for the sake of having an experience. Mm. Be present. Tap into joy. Appreciate children. Mm. Allow children to offer their guidance. Children are so connected to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Having gratitude for your travels and assistance from your galactic family of light.
bringing awareness now to your heart, imagining a light beam beginning to open from the center of your heart, feeling into this beam and imagine you become part of it. You feel yourself begin to meld into the light and travel back into your current body through the avenue of the heart, your current situation, your current life, taking your time from the count of one to five. One, two, three, four, returning to the clear recall of your own mind with complete awareness and understanding of your experience today. Five, taking your time, coming back. And when you're ready, you can sit up. Oh. <laughs> so the part where I said that I was spinning and spinning I could actually feel myself spinning and spinning like I was laying down in my uh -huh. place but I had this really I don't know if you would call it vertigo or something but it was really bizarre how I felt like my body was definitely stationary but I felt like there was some part of me that was moving and moving and moving which was really bizarre I've never felt that before it scared me a little bit at first but then I I was just like no I'm safe I'm safe I know that I'm safe just feel it feel it out and yeah. it will it will calm down and now that I have you know had gone through the rest of the experience after that that motion yeah to me like metaphorically that was like chaos is necessary in order for for things to find a balance again like sometimes things have to really get shaken up before they can establish a new equilibrium yeah. and so that, that that was just really bizarre <laughs> but very profound at the same time wow yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool I loved um well first so interesting there was that life was so elemental like your family died from fire you died from a tsunami or water <laughs> yeah. Yeah. very like elementally uh charged mm -hmm. spinning that's wind you know that's like very airy yeah hmm. I'm going to have to journal on this like right <laughs> after and think oh, yeah. about like maybe even like go back and listen to this and, and journal about it because mm -hmm. I'm sure I've already forgotten like some parts of it, yeah. but yeah, that was really cool. And it, for me, like the case okay, so the spinning thing is the thing that stuck out the most for me, but also how vivid the emotions were. Yeah. with each of the memories that was particularly mm -hmm. interesting even if like pictures weren't always coming through crystal clear it was the emotions that really 
captured a lot of my attention. Yeah. And so I tried to like focus on what the feeling was and then images kind of came after I focused on the feeling. Mm-hmm. So you must be very empathetic and like kinesthetic and like Claire kind of like sentient, right? Mm. What does Claire sentient mean? Kind of just like a knowing of things. So like before you like see or um, hear anything, it's kind of just like a download of the information and then like into feeling. Mm. Okay. I would say that that is true for me. (laughs) That yeah, feeling is do you know do you know anything about human design? Have you have you looked into this at all? A little bit. Yeah. So out of the nine energy centers, I only have two of them defined, meaning I only have like two consistent energies to call upon and my emotional energy is one of them. So it actually doesn't surprise me very much that emotion was like the really big thing of my experience. Mm-hmm. yeah very cool <laughs> nice I loved I think one of my favorite moments was so when Esmeralda was on the beach and having this kind of like breakthrough with her heart and like recognizing this fear and then the next scene it was like boom you had to like move through the fear of the heart to meet this little boy with such incredible joy and like love and then from moving through that fear then you just like grew into this beautiful beanstalk Mm. yay esmeralda (laughs) yay esmeralda (laughs) i'm pretty sure that esmeralda then dies of a tsunami (laughs) in new york city (laughs) yeah what's with what is with these u.s cities that (laughs) i visited but you know i don't really have like chicago (laughs) yeah i don't know that's really bizarre and those are like the two big U.S. cities that I visited and really enjoyed with the U.S. and Chicago. So that's very interesting that that stuck out to me. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, this has been super fun. Um, do you have, like I mentioned, I'm going to be journaling. Do you have any like recommendations of, you know, specific things that I might do to sort of tap into this experience from a conscious perspective? Um, you're doing it. I always tell everyone just to journal, just journal, Mm -hmm. just write it out, write it out, spend time, uh, imagining about it, like revisiting Esmeralda, revisiting that little boy, just like revisiting these places and just trying to see how much more of this world you can live in. Mm, And then yeah, journaling is like my number one recommendation, my favorite thing to do to like bringing, you're bringing these experiences like down into material world yeah I can see excuse me I can see that (laughs) oh well thank you so much for this experience this has been really enlightening and I love that I like this opportunity was presented to me that you invited me into this and I also particularly appreciate how you worded it that you were looking for bold people to do something like this on their podcast and it almost felt like a little bit of a challenge in like a great way like oh yeah I'm bold enough for that I want to do that that sounds awesome (laughs) yes well you were it was awesome you took us on a really great story it was really beautiful 
Thank you. Um, I'd like to offer you some space to share with our listeners, like how can other people connect with you? And if they choose to be so bold to experience something like this with you, how can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can connect with me through my website, Mesmerized Hypnosis. If you're wanting to experience a past life regression, there's more information there about it. I also do other more therapeutic hypnosis. All of my information's there on my website, Jill Schrack, on my Instagram. Um, I'm always doing stuff. I got a retreat coming up. There's still some space if you're interested, a lot of fun stuff. So you'll find that, um, yeah, all over my social media and my website. I have a mailing list where I send out uh, guided audio hypnosis that just for mm. free that if you're interested in that. And oh, I have a YouTube channel if you want to check out some more past life regressions and just kind of watch them. I have a YouTube channel. It's called How to Heal. You can also find it on my name, Jillian Track. If you're interested in having your regression recorded and on YouTube, um, you can do that as well. So yeah. Ah, thank you so much. And listeners, all of that will be in the show notes for you to explore. So at the time of our recording whatever what day is the day today's the 31st of january this episode isn't going to come out for a couple of weeks and i'm actually so excited about this because i'm going to take the next like week or two to really like digest my experience and now when i go and do the intro little recording part i can share about some of the reflections that i've had since since our time together so oh this is so it feels so in alignment so thank you for being (laughs) here Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. That is it for this episode. And listeners, I will see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing a small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.